Welcome back to the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'm Aaron Brightman, back with David Anderson doing positional previews for Rutgers football ahead of the 2023 season. This episode will focus on the linebackers. Last year, Tyreen Powell and Deion Jennings pretty much played every snap between the two of them in that 4-2-5 defense for Greg Schiano and defensive coordinator Joe Harris-Simiak back again. And this year, Rutgers does have more depth at linebacker. But first, let's start with the starters. David, thoughts on Powell uh, and Jennings coming back? Well, first of all, I'm happy that they did. Uh, I don't know if either of them was really a surefire, like, uh, let's say, unsigned free agent with the NFL this past year. But, I mean, another year of what they did, and it's going to be hard to ignore. I mean, Deion Jennings was the 11th overall rated linebacker in the conference on a lot more snaps because of how often the Rutgers defense was on the field uh, than a lot of his, like, peers. And he scored – in the top 10, as probably most notably, is his seventh-ranked uh, linebacker in coverage, which makes sense because even when he was playing safety, I felt pretty good about him, uh, even during the Ash era. I think he had one interception in the goal line against Penn State. That was just, like, amazing play. Oh, yeah. And that and people forgot about him because of both injuries. Is like, And he was playing behind a lot of guys who yes, an NFL look, so it's hard to – say the coaching staff made the wrong choice, but I really the least surprised person that he had that good of a season because he always gave us in a small sample size, a reason to believe that he could both make plays and that he would be reliable enough in coverage, having been a former safety that, you know, he wouldn't get like a lot of times you only notice a guy at linebacker if he's either making a huge hit or getting burned (laughs) and he was not getting burned. So I was I was quite pleased with Deion Jennings. I mean, in terms of Tyreen Powell, I'm very surprised at how quickly he's been able to reach the level that he has. I mean, this is a guy who in high school was playing cornerback a lot of times defensively. He was playing quarterback on offense for his high school. And so you would have thought that it was going to take him a lot more time to kind of generate the skills necessary to play linebacker, especially in a four, two, five. But I mean, he was a legitimate big 10 starter as well. I mean, I think he was, he was also, he was ranked 21st best in coverage for a linebacker as well, which means you had two of, you know, two of the better guys for that position and coverage. So you got to figure if Rutgers can be in more obvious passing situations, they might be able to either generate more turnovers or they might at least be able to just keep everything in front of them and prevent offenses from converting if they have to go to the air. So I don't, I don't think you can – you couldn't possibly expect more out of those two guys. And, you know, they're back for another year. Yeah, I think th- that was definitely an upgrade. Uh, as good as the linebackers were before them uh, for so, so many years, uh, coverage was always an issue with, with that entire group, I think. For the most part, so uh, definite upgrade in both of those last year. You know, Vineland has been very good to Rutgers <laughs> with Pacheco and now Powell sure. uh, in terms of, of just their uh, you know contributions. But I think that um, the question now is, you know, are they going to be the same? You know, reliable, productive, uh, solid, or do they have the potential to take that leap forward? 
uh, and be closer to, you know, very good to elite status? It's a good question. I mean, I think uh, with a little bit less workload, because if the offense can do a little bit more or they get a little bit of help from uh, Toure, I mean, we don't know how many snaps he's going to play at linebacker versus defensive end, for example. But he had a huge interception in that win against Purdue like three years ago now. I mean, and he played linebacker to a pretty good level. I mean, he kind of had the opposite problem where because of that log jam at linebacker, Moture was playing some edge when in other circumstances he would have been playing linebacker. So does he have that foot speed? Is he going to be able to play coverage? Or can he at least play some snaps to give those other guys a little bit of a rest? I mean, I know at linebacker they say you kind of want a rotation, but it's not the same as cornerback or defensive line. You really want to go with your guys if you can. Yeah. But at the same time, if you have players who bring a different skill set, then you, you have to play them and you know see what they can do. And that kind of leads us to Moses Walker because no joke. He was the number one rated prospect coming out of New York. And then even last year in spring, last year, right, when he got injured, he was turning heads. And I mean, I don't know if we've had a playmaker projected as at that position since Kasim Green. And with all due respect to O three, I mean Fatakasi was a great player who's in the NFL now, but you're there's a possibility that Moses Walker is better than that by the end of this season. And if he's doing that well, he's gonna have to see the field. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm right there with you. I think uh I think he's a guy that it's just going to get more and more time. Uh, I think what's fascinating is we, we know, I mean, and Shiano, you know, this is actually one of my questions going into preseason camp and Shiano answered it on day one. You know, they're a four, two, five. They're not, they're not going to play three linebackers because they have better depth now. I mean, it's actually, it's great. It's a great problem to have, right? I mean, they have four right. legitimate uh, linebackers now in the mix for two spots. Uh, and yeah, how much do they rotate? How much do they use Ture on the edge? I think uh, we talked about this in the defensive line preview, but I think Ture will play a lot on the edge and, and along that defensive line somewhat. Um, but the question is, yeah, with Jennings and Powell, how does Moses Walker, you know, get time and what does he do with it? Obviously, you know, early on in the season, uh, again, you know, hopefully, knock on wood, they have a couple comfortable wins where he plays towards right. the end. And, you know, he starts to, to get his feet wet. Well, I guess one question I wanted to ask you is how, how does it work with like, who's kind of the quarterback on the defense on the linebackers right now? And how much does that go into play in terms of, you know, how they work right, right. in, uh, you know, is it, I believe it, it is Jennings, right. Who calls the plays. I, I thought it was more so Powell or even one of the safeties last year. You know what? It probably was the safeties because... last year. Yeah. Because, I mean, with Izzian playing so close to the line, it seemed like he was – It probably was him. You're right. He was kind of responsible for communication on the entire back end. But, I mean, with Jennings and Powell, I guess the other positive is you probably feel pretty confident in either one of them doing it. Yeah. I mean, you saw, we've seen both of them speak eloquently. So – and I think that the defense – staff on this defense does a pretty good job of making it fast and right. so I think 
problem, but that's a good point because with Avery Young and Christian Azian gone, we'll, uh, you know, our listeners can hear more about that when we talk about this defensive backfield. Like, will it impact their play if they have to spend more time getting people lined up, mm-hmm. uh, especially at the safety spot, so that they have less time to react right after, like to, to read the play before the snap? I mean, yeah. probably not, but that, that is that's a fair question. Yeah, I mean, as we're talking about it, that that kind of is a huge thing, right, for the defense to uh, uh, with, with those with, people took for granted those guys in the back of the defense, but they're gone now. So yeah, it's more responsibility on those linebackers to be able to run the defense. And also, I'm looking at it from a rotational standpoint. You know, like you don't want to be rotating in the the linebacker that's you know like rotating in and out right, linebacker right. that are calling the calling the defensive uh, formations or, you know, making the reads uh, and, and, you know, working with Harris Simiak on the, uh, in terms of adjustments. So uh, yeah, that will be interesting to see. I, I'm surprised no one's asked that question yet in the media uh, in terms of how that's going to go. Yeah. I mean, on my team college, we had basically two guys who if either one of them was on the field, they were the ones who led the defensive huddle with okay. less huddling think that's less of a concern because a lot of times they're getting the signals from the sideline yeah but there are a lot of last minute checks that have to be made and i think they might miss christian isian in that regard yeah so can these guys pick up the slack from another position group kind of like what we talked about on the defensive line is can they be playmakers can they pick up some of that playmaking that was lost from some of the safeties and you know christian brassel moving off at corner like can the linebackers take some other responsibilities off the plate of the level behind them? Right. That, that would be a nice thing to happen. And then you might feel a little bit more comfortable with some of the inexperienced guys in the game. I mean, the NFL is different because in the NFL you get the headset. So like for the jets, as much as fans want to rag on CJ Mosley, like he's got the headset. So unless he's injured, he's not coming out. It's basically like, but in college, it's a little bit different because, again, more of the signals are coming in from the sideline, so everyone should be able to see them. They don't need to just kind of go into the headset and get it. Yeah. Right? So it's it's a little bit different. But uh, how, how, much, how much do you think uh, – obviously, you know, with the four two five staying the way it is, but having uh, a different mix of personnel at linebacker, you know, do you think we see any different type of – not philosophy or scheming per se, but do you think maybe Harris Simiak might be a little bit more aggressive at times? Uh, and maybe, you know, we, we didn't, we haven't really seen a lot of blitzing out of the linebackers, uh, you know. But when they did do it, they were good. Right. So is the that element of surprise. More of? I don't know. I mean, I think, again, we're kind of bleeding into the safety conversation a little bit. I think a lot depends on uh, Dixon or whoever else is taking the Christian Izzian role because yeah. – Last year, they felt so comfortable – really, the last two years, they felt so comfortable playing a safety even closer at times to the line of scrimmage than one of the linebackers. If they don't feel as comfortable about that this season, then yes, rather than seeing a safety or a nickel cornerback blitz like the one we saw from Shaquan Loyal, which resulted in pick yeah. six, like instead of them coming, is it going to be a linebacker? And they have shown, again, uh, pretty good blitzing – success rates now uh, except you know of those top guys anyway uh all right so um 
we know those four guys pretty much are the cogs of the linebacking core. Uh, any last thoughts on linebacker and anybody, you know, potentially in the future uh, or, you know, you never know uh, that that could uh, step up at some point uh, in the linebacking role. Yeah, I mean, Jameer Ray Collins is a guy who was playing running back out of necessity, looked pretty good, and kind of my read on that situation was they kind of saw him as a big back who, you know, had some athletic ability. But it almost seemed from a timeline perspective, and again, I have no inside knowledge of this, but it almost seemed like once they realized Sam Brown could be a monster as a big back, that that kind of happened at the same time where they realized they really needed him at linebacker. So perhaps with another year, I mean – at least on special teams, he should be a big contributor. And then there's been some hype around walk-on uh, Timmy Hinksbetter, who is also from Don Bosco, another walk-on like Christian Dremel of the defense. But to me, the guy who I see as who will take the biggest leap maybe between this year and next year or two years from now is Abram Wright. I mean, he played in the spring game. And no one would have been able to pick out by the eyes that he was a true freshman. Like he, he was playing and he was making plays. He wasn't like a superstar, but for a guy who is just first time playing college football, I was, I was quite impressed. And so if, if you get the development of Walker or I mean, there's a number of other guys who we thought were going to play linebacker that are currently playing other positions. Like yeah. I think Abram Wright I mean, was doing crossover basketball talk. Like if you have certain players who are one and dones, you kind of want those guys, who, you know, who are coming in that you're like, all right, this guy's gonna should be with this program three to four years, and we need him to be a solid starter for us in three years. And that's kind of where I see Abram Wright. Even if right now he doesn't get a lot of snaps, like I wouldn't be too concerned about that on defense. But we should see a lot of him and Wright Collins and Jabomi the. Uh, Canadian product who played all 12 games on special teams last year. Not sure if there's a role for him on the defense, but by having all this depth, do all these guys get special teams reps or do you even feel more comfortable playing Jennings on special teams? Because I don't, I know Shiano likes to play his starters on special teams last year. It was a huge risk to do that, but maybe you see that as well. So those are a couple other kind of fallout that can come with more depth. All great points, uh, great insight once again. Thank you so much, David, and uh, thank you for listening and watching this uh, positional preview, linebackers, and uh, check out the Scarlet Faithful on uh, YouTube, Apple, where all the podcasts are. All our positional previews will be there leading up to the 23-23 season. And thanks for listening once again.